Travis Garrison here with uh, No Purpose and Travis Garrison on Build a Six Day Networks. Got my brother James High Flying Guest <laughs> all, all the way, all the way from Germany in the house. What's going on, bro? Nothing much, my G. Chilling, bro. We're chilling, brother. Good to happy to be here, man. Good to see you too. Man, I appreciate you coming on, man. I know you, I know you got a game later on, and you're trying to get that good old uh, pregame nap in, man. So I ain't gonna hold you too long. That's good. Um, yeah, the family, man. Everybody good? Family's doing good, man. Family doing real good. You know, I just had a uh, new newborn son in uh, September. Uh, so, you know, it was a little hard decision trying to come over here right after, you know. Um, but with the pandemic and everything going on, you know, had to make that move, keep playing. Family's still in the States for now. We're going to try to get them out here as soon as uh, my son can get his passport and everything like that. But ultimately, you know, the family doing good. Wife, you doing good. Everybody healthy, man. Can't complain. That's all you can ask for, man. Congrats on that, man. I saw, I saw a little man. I said, "That's what's up, man." That's, thank you, thank man, that's you. What's up. Yeah, with that, with that COVID going on, man. How, how was that going, man? You know, with the overseas things, and I know job, jobs are probably limited and everything. It's wild. You feel me? I mean, the one thing that I can say is Germany really been doing a good job as far as how they've been maintaining and handling the situation over here. Uh, my team, we haven't had any positive tests all year. We've been testing every other day, you know, even with all the travel and stuff like that, you know, we've been testing every other day and guys have just been, you know, we're respectful of, you know, just understanding we got a big goal at hand right now. We need everybody who can't be out there lollygagging and, right. you know, around people in places you probably shouldn't be right now because if somebody tests positive, you know, bring it back to the team and kind of put, a, put, some, put us in a situation, you feel me? So everybody been kind of handling the situation good, but. Like I said, it's still, it's still wild because we're going from country to country. It's not like I'm just playing in Germany, you feel me? It's like right, right. we're traveling every other week to another country. So that's that's like, you know, nerve-wracking at some point because you, like we was in Russia last week, bro. All of Russia is open. Like ain't nothing happened. You feel me? got fans <laughs> in the stands, people walking around without a mask. Sitting here like, yo, y'all bugging over here. Like, that's it's crazy, man. Country to country, it varies, man. Some countries really hold it down like Germany and some countries really like, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. I can I can man, I can just only imagine, man. Just you know, like you said, man, trying to play, trying to continue to earn a living, man, but gotta go deal with this pandemic and you know, yeah. I mean, like you said, man, one of your teammates get sick, bring him back to the team and then mess the whole situation up and right. yeah, man. Yeah, man. What you uh have you been keeping up with Merlin this year? I have been. I've been tapping in. I got them on my uh, ESPN app, you know, so when games go on, they already pop up and I already know what's going on. I seen that they got uh, Purdue the other day, uh, one by one. It's crazy because I got a teammate, Juwan Johnson. He went to Purdue. So, like, oh, yeah. first time I played them, they lost. And he came in the next day talking about, you know, Purdue beat, Purdue beat y'all, right? I said, all right, don't play this. <laughs> right, 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 right. So as soon as we pulled that dub, I went ahead and screenshot it and slid in the DM with that joke. Like, yeah, we got y'all back. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I saw that, man. That's like that's like their third, that's like their third or fourth um uh win against the ranked team, man. Like, and yeah. um and they, and they need it because you know they they've been taking a couple of L's, but it's like you like you right. know, man, closer to tournament time, man. You get them wins, get that momentum going. Everybody that's happy, the team, I mean, that momentum, you know what I mean? That's all it is, just clicking at the right time. And you know, Maryland always been known for beating ranked teams, you feel me, catching big wins during the season. So it ain't like, you know, it's a surprise that these guys can do it. And Turgeon really, he, he really got that program rolling right now, you know, bringing in the talent. You know, guys getting drafted every year, every other year. You know, we got yeah. Maryland league right now, you feel me, the scouting, everything. Maryland been solid, they've been on the map for a while, you feel me, since, since Gary, like, right. been real cool. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. So, like, man, I was talking, uh, I talked to Coach Williams too, man. We was talking about uh, just playing. I was talking to JG, uh, John Gilchrist too. We was talking about, man, playing during the pandemic, man. Imagine, like, if we, if we could play the, the Dukes and the North Carolina, you know, with the, with the fans and everything, man. Just, like, obviously we're competitive, so we're going to go out and compete regardless because it's, like, open gym. But just, right. you know how that, that our fans, man, just having them at the games and how crazy it used to be, man. Just imagine, like, not playing with no fans right now. I couldn't imagine going to Cameron Indoor and not having the crazies in there. You feel me? Right. I couldn't right. go to Carolina and just looking at powder blue seats. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I, I can't imagine that, bro. I mean, it's different now because they're in the they're in the they're in the Big Ten, so they don't even have matchups anymore. It's different. But yeah, nah. I mean, bro, being over here right now, you know, I've been in a situation where I played in Greece, and you know, because our team, our fans was too wild, and something went down the game before we done had penalties where we couldn't have no fans in the game. Right. So right. It's, it's it's like it's low key like a scrimmage. You feel right. me? But it's real live. Like you really gotta come out play. You know, it's a big right. game. Like today, we ain't got no fans, and we got a derby game today against Berlin. So I mean, right. it's wild when you gotta bring your own energy. You feel me? If you don't really get it. From crowd when the crowd really help even when you're on the road you know the crowd really yeah. help you feel me and so it's definitely a huge difference not having the fans man it, it it's like you know it really is a lot especially them days where you you trying to get yourself going you just need that right. extra like exactly fans really, fans really help with that and and we was talking man it's like uh your 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 bench is the fans now man so it's like whoever got the loudest bench the most enthusiastic bench, that, that's the home team. Like, regardless if you're on the road or not, you know what I mean? Facts, facts. You ain't never lie about that. That's that's true. I mean, you always look at that. You know, some of the greater teams always had the best support from the bench anyway. You feel me? Right. Everybody's a factor on that team. And when you see, you know, guys clapping it up, guys screaming defense, guys hollering, you know, every every other play, you know, it gives you it gives you a little, you know, you lock in a little bit more. Right, right. Yeah, definitely, man. It's, it's just... It's crazy times, man. You know, I know Myrna last year, man, they had a chance to go far, man, and possibly man, had a chance to win it. Then right before tournament time, and that whole thing got canceled. Just like, then, you know, Sticks leaves, go to the league. Conway, you know, he, right. he leaves, man, he's done. So, man, just just knowing you that close, man, then the season gets shut down, man, it's like. Yeah, I was saying, I was saying with us, you know, in the EuroLeague, man, because we were making that playoff push. Around March, I think we were about to play Madrid at Madrid. We were supposed to play Madrid at Madrid. And that morning, before we went to shoot around, they announced one of the players, I think Trey Tompkins, they announced Trey Tompkins uh, tested positive. So they immediately shut the game down. And we didn't go to the gym. We just went straight to the airport, flew back to Belgrade. And right after that, you know, we were we were in, I want to say, A for ninth place. We were right on the verge of making that playoff. Because, you know, a couple wins, we hit. Right. We still had like a couple weeks left for, uh, before playoffs started. And then, yeah, it just stopped just like that. Boom. Everything down. Then country started locking their borders down. Me and the fam was like, "Now nah, we out. We getting back to the states ASAP." So right, right. Whatever right. happens, you know, we back in the states. But yeah, like you said, man, just that momentum. It was carrying, and then all of a sudden, the world stopped. Right, right. And which is understandable, <clears throat> given something. I mean, that drastic, man. Everything that all that bad stuff happening, man. You know, it was. You know, obviously, it's fans and and you know, you things to keep going. But you know, health reasons, being safe is the most important thing. So um. But yeah, man, so so how you choose Maryland, man? What made you choose Maryland to go to Maryland? You know what's crazy? Roger Mason. Roger Mason. He that was like he's like my big brother, you feel me? Uh, I mean like you and like C Mac, you know, y'all were somebody, some people that I really looked up to. And um I really wanted to go to Kentucky. Really wanted to go to Kentucky to play for Tubby Smith. Um, but that year they only had one scholarship. 
And, you know, they came and talked to me and stuff like that. And they said that they wanted to offer Dwight Howard the scholarship. And I was like, man, you know, you know, Dwight going to the league from high school, right? <laughs> right, I, right, right. It was like, well, we got to try. And I was like, damn, well, I mean, if y'all going to take that chance, and I mean, I ain't that important. So, you know, I got to, right, right. you know, move my time somewhere else, man. So my last, I think, four schools, top five schools was Georgetown, Maryland, Providence, Virginia, and Florida State. Um, and so I was really looking at Providence heavy and I was really thinking about Georgetown, but Georgetown had Craig Eshrick and Georgetown, we went there, um, watched Mike Sweeney and him play at the game, took me upstairs and he was just like, yeah, you can't wear braids. Can't wear braids, you can't have a headband. I'm like, hey, like, we in DC. How you gonna tell a black man you can't have braids? <laughs> right, right, right. And it was just, it was like, I told, as soon as he said that, you know, I was like, you know, my own thing is the place we got up in the middle of the media bounce, you know? And so, um, and not knowing that, you know, John Thompson the third was going to be the coach there, you know, right. I probably would have, looking hindsight 2020, probably would have stayed there. But so, right. then now, you know, looking at the colleges, like, damn, I want to go to Kentucky, damn, I want to go to Georgetown. And it's like, you know, I got these, you know, choices that I'm looking at, and Virginia was one of them, and Maryland, of course, was the other one. Right. So I was talking to Roger about it. And Roger was, uh, you know, he went to Virginia, all-time right. great, great that played there, with the league, right. all that stuff, you know, he... He was really like giving me, you know, dropping some knowledge on me. He said, man, you should go to Maryland. Like all places, you know, that you got, you got a big chance to play, you know, in Providence, you know, I think they were big East at the time. Said Florida right. State is cool. He was like, but when you look at Virginia, when you look at Maryland, you look at what Maryland stands for and the type of coach that Gary Williams is, he said, I think that'd be perfect for you. You feel right. me? And so just hearing that from Roger, you know, it was like something that I, it, it held on to me. And then Maryland won, a, won the national championship, you know, in 2001 or 2002. Um, you know, I love watching the home team, don't get me wrong. Um, but the reason I really chose to go to Maryland was because of Roger Mason. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I ain't even, I never knew that, man. Like you said, about him going to Virginia, you know, you think he'll stay away, but you know, a home, a home guy, man, like you said, big bro, you know, yeah. guys, guys we always um looked up to, talked to, man, played over the gym, we always got advice from man because they were they were before us, you know. Right. Um, so that's that's crazy, and man. You, and you know, Roger went to good counsel too. Him and right, right, Rose. right. Well, I mean, it was just all of that. It was all of that is being said, you know, and like you said, a hometown team, all that. He and like you said, he went to Virginia. So it was like you would think right. that he'd like to go to Virginia, you know. Right, right, he, right, right. He was like, man, go to Maryland. So I think Maryland would be the best choice for you. And I was just like, all right, that's that's my dad, he wasn't home during the um during the college process in my junior year picking a school either. He was uh, overseas because of 9-11 had happened. He was in Korea for a year. Did a, he did my whole junior year in Korea. And that's the crazy thing too, because I had a chance to go to Oak Hill. And I didn't go to Oak Hill my senior year because my dad had just came back and I wanted him, yeah. you know, to see me play basketball. If I went to Oak Hill, right, right. Um, but it would have been a great opportunity for me, but that would have probably been just for league purposes only. You feel me? Not to right, right, right. So of course. I mean, it everything paid out how it played out, man. My dad not being there, you know, my mom going through the process with me by myself, my uncle helped out a little bit. You know, and after sitting down talking with Gary, they came to the crib, sat on the couch, you know, we went to practice a few other practices and everything like that. It was just like, okay, you know, maybe Roger got something right, you know. I think this is right. the place for me. Yeah, man, because I know when I was there, you was, a, you was just coming in, you was, a, you was a freshman, man, but you was still catching bodies there like you catching bodies. <laughs> that, that, ain't, that ain't changing, man. That ain't changing, man. I'm talking about real, real. Like, I was the only freshman that came in, I think. And Dave Neal, I think Dave yeah. Neal came but uh you know i was it was supposed to be me and rudy it's supposed to be me and rudy gay 
we were supposed to come in together. And then last minute, Rudy ended up going to UConn. Right. And giving it up to UConn. So I, I was like kind of like the lone freshman to come in and like to be able to play immediately with, it was like, well, we had six sophomores, five juniors, and all y'all was established. Because yeah. Darian right. and Henry and, you know, Mike Grennan, they, they were there, you know, for the whole thing. Right. But they didn't play as much as y'all right. did. Right. Y'all was, the, y'all was the, the namesake of the team, man. So to right. come in and, you know, get minutes immediately and stuff like that, that was huge to be able to play, play with y'all, man. Like, right. especially with you and Chris McCray, man. Like, that was, for me, Huge because I mean, watching y'all play with the Blue Devils, you feel me? Blue like, Devils, I'm, right, right. Yeah, it's because I'm to see y'all. I'm like, man, I want to play with these dudes one day. Yeah. I was team, man. That, it was, it was love being there, being a freshman, and being able to play alongside y'all, man, for real. Yeah, nah, same, man. Like I said, man, you definitely, man, you, man, you catching jumping off from out the free, uh, the, the outside the paint, bro, catching bodies. <laughs> hey, bro, showstopper for real, bro. And yeah. Hey, showstopper for real, man. Definitely was we, a highlight reel. We had an athletic mob. I remember, I remember layup lines, you know, it'd always be me, Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Yeah, they, Chris had a little one leg jump that he was doing all the time, you feel me? Like, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, they came to Valley, like we had some, we had some bunny DJ. We had some people that mm-hmm. John, JG was throwing it down too as a guard, as a yeah. player. We had some athleticism. That was that was our namesake. You feel me? That was our identity being in Maryland. You know, we was flying right. our own defense, everybody in the past lane. We were leading the country in defense a couple years. You right. feel me? Like, yeah, right. That was our thing, bro. We was athletic. We was athletic. So that's why I just fit right in. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So what, what was some of your, your greatest memories at Merlin? Because like I said, I know we played together for you. And then after that, I left. And then, you know, Grievous and those guys came in. And yeah, I, I still had a mob. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. I mean, you know, playing for a coach like Gary, I mean, you feed off of his energy. That's what it was. The players, like, he, the players, that passionate Gary show, we had that. We had that. And you had to have it. Because if you had tough skin, Gary was going to eat you a lot. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. You had it. Yeah, I mean, it's just different now. You know, guys is, guys are a little bit different now. The game has changed. You know, they're not as tough mentally like that. You know, you kind of got to smooth over the ego now. But Gary wasn't about that. Um, you know, for me, I think some of my most memorable memories was probably my freshman year. We went into Cameron Endor and won at Duke. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. and you don't win at Duke. Everybody don't win at Duke. You don't just go in there and right. get up. But Gary, right, I think, right. winning his coach against Coach K, probably. You feel yeah. me? That and then coming back that night, man, and they had the helicopters all over the place. Man, Route One was busted. They, they was Crazy. riding out. <laughs> they was trying to flip the computer buses down. Like, we was there, man, it was like coming yeah. home. That is a freshman. Like, yeah. what? Love they showed us, man, was crazy. The love they showed us was crazy. You know, that was one memory. I think another one was two. When uh, I think this is after you left. I think DJ and them were seniors, and uh, we made that one. We made the run to uh, the tournament, made the run right. to the NCAA tournament. And I think we were down and out. Like, we had no chance. I don't even think we were on the bubble. And, like, Gary, you know, pretty much chopped it up. It was like, all right, y'all don't want to play. I'll be here next year. Y'all won't type stuff. Like, he was taking it like that. You feel me? And so, hey, man. It was, we, we kind of looked at each other and was like, man, we're going to make this happen now. We ran our seven straight at the end of the season. Meanwhile, we knocked down Duke, Carolina, and I think it was Virginia Tech. Like we beat like three top ten teams on the way, and so we were rolling as the best team in college basketball at that time. Like we was like really something to be reckoned with, and we ended up making that push. I think we lost the first game in the SEC tournament to Miami. Remember Jack McClendon lit us up for like 33, 36 or something like that. But we lost that game, and then went to the tournament. You know, played Davidson first round, had Steph Curry, 
we got them out of there. And then second round, we played Butler, man. And I think we we tricked off playing Butler because we were looking at playing Florida the next round. We were like, Florida right, won right. here. We won Florida. We were looking to play right, Florida right. at 16, and we ended up losing uh, to Butler by like three. Mike Green and them, they they, they got us out of there. But just that whole experience, experience of going to the tournament was dope. You feel me? That yeah. was a dope. And then, of course, you know, one of the biggest victories for me was winning in, in Carolina when they was number one in the country. It was 17 and 0. Yeah. They had lost all the season. And we went in there and I mean we had them boys a fat L. And that was like a that was an amazing feeling, man. It was just like, you know, you got some of those opportunities to to really see what college basketball is all about, you know. Right. That's the one thing that's about Maryland in the ACC was those matchups, man. Those matchups was crazy. And everybody would look forward to them. Everybody would look forward to them, you know. Be game of the week, maybe on ABC, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was lit. Nah, nah, definitely, man. I, you know, I talked to, uh, you know, me and Coach Williams was talking, and we talked about that whole experience, man. Our time there, my time there, just, you know, looking back on it, man. You know, a lot of stuff that you know, Coach was trying to tell me, for example, you know, the advice he was trying to give me. I was like, man, I was. Stubborn man, I want to do things my way, man. Me and him used to bump hands a lot, you know, get kicked out of practice all the time because, you know, I want to do things my way. But I told him now, looking back on it, you know, I, th I know a little bit after I left Maryland, man, I like, I think I like sent him like a text or I wrote him on like a letter. I forgot what I did, man. Um, but I was just like apologizing, like, like man, you know, I should have this advice, you know, I know you was trying to help me, but in my head, you know, as us, man, we always got people in our ear, like, man, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, you should be playing like this. You shouldn't be playing like that. So, you know, we we I was trying to balance all that at the same time, but not listening to what coach was telling me, which I know he, it would have it would have helped me in the long term, you know, because yeah. he's like, man, you know, like look good guys like Lonnie Baxter and those guys, man, that could do both. You know, what I mean, yeah, you can shoot it, but you know, if you can have both, both um both styles of play, man, you go further in your professional year, your professional career, and you have a chance. And I was just like, man, yeah, I, you know, I apologize. Even I, when I had him on a show a, a couple of weeks ago, man, I said the same. I like, dang, man, you know, you know, looking back on it. But now, what I do is I use that advice and, and those things to help the younger players, you know. When I right. talk to them, you know, right. so like, like, so I mean, do you have any experience like that, or? I mean, for me, because with me, I never looked at myself as a great basketball player, man. Like, I never did. Coming up out of high school, I was never looked at as one of the top ranked you know, high schoolers. I was always in the middle of the mix. You know, everybody knew I could play, but I was never viewed as, you know, that top guy or, you know, McDonald. I didn't make McDonald's, you feel me? Uh, I did the Jordan Capital Classic, but that was it, you feel me? So right. coming into Maryland, I think if I'd have taken it, taken it, you know, the mentality of it, like, yo, JG, you can really play, you can really go, you right. know, take it as that and not being so humble with it. Don't get me wrong, you know, being humble is, is something that everybody I feel like should do, but at the same time, I didn't have the mindset coming in knowing that my career could take off. Right. I came in just kind of going with the flow. You feel me? It right. was like, all right, you know, I'm playing, cool. You know, I can help the team win, cool. You know, I'm out here having fun. When I look back at it, you know, you just have four years to be able to do that. You feel me? Right. Four years, those, those four years of college, man, College Park was the best four years of my life. You feel me? I kind of wish I might have enjoyed it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I wish, you know, if I look back, you know, if I'd have understood where basketball could take me and how I could get there, I think I would have taken it a little bit more serious in that regards. Because like I said, I didn't know, you know, the whole AAU circuit thing. I just wanted to play. I didn't right, know right. this camp and that camp to get this. I didn't know, you feel me? I didn't right. know going to Oak Hill probably would have had me leave, you know? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. None right, of that right. stuff. Maryland was something that I just kind of was going with the flow. I remember 
think it was a year after we made the tournament, you know, I made the tournament running coach. Wayne was like, James, you know, I think you should come back for your senior year, you know, to be your team, you'll be able to play. I don't think you should test the waters. And in my mind, I'm like, test the waters? Like, I ain't thinking about going to the NBA draft. Right, like, right. ready to right. come back for next year. But, right. you know, in my mind, I wasn't thinking like that. I didn't know about none of that stuff, you feel me? So right. looking back, you know, that's one thing I can do is giving to my son, you know, if he decides to play basketball or any kind of sports, you know, to understand what it takes to get to where you want to go. Right. I didn't have that. My parents weren't hip to the basketball scene in D.C. like that. You know, we knew Rob Jackson. Rob was trying to tell us everything. Rob was trying to help yeah. everything out with that. But we still, I still just didn't know. I didn't know. I right. wasn't hip right. to it. So that's one thing that I'd probably say, looking back, man, I wish I had took a little bit more serious and paid a little bit more attention to because who knows how it would have turned out. You know, and don't right. get me wrong, I'm still playing. I'm in year 13, you know, professionally. So, I mean, everything has panned out. I've been yearly, 10 years, 11 years now. Like, Everything has panned out. You know, I'm having a great career, had a great career. But again, had I took it a little bit more seriously, had I known the things that I had to do to get to where I wanted to go, right? who knows, who knows how things would have panned out? Like, I knew I wanted to get to the league. I didn't know how to get there, though. Right, right. And, and, that's the, and that's the thing, man. You know, I try to tell younger guys, man, especially dudes in college, man, that's why, you know, things I'm trying to do with my company and I'm trying to help is just use those experiences and stuff that we already went through that we probably didn't know or lessons we learned and then try to give it, like you said, give it back to those younger guys, man, that's coming up now. Obviously, it's different right. times. Things are different. You know, everything is social media. You know, the hypes. You got the video reels. You got all this, all this exactly. stuff. It's, it's, honest, it's honestly, it's too much for me. But, you know, I mean, guys that I know that may need that extra push or need that advice, man, you know, I definitely try to uh, give that to them and, and give them and, and just tell them everything, all the mistakes I've made. Like, yo, this is why I messed up at this, where I was at, and this is where I could have been, but this is how it turned out because of this, this and the third. Right. And I know you do the same thing, you know? Yeah, that's the one thing that we, that's the only thing that we can do, man, is just spit knowledge, you feel me? Because at the end of the day, you know, for us that came up and didn't have somebody doing that for us, you know, right. why, 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 why make it hard for the next generation? It should be easy. Right. You feel me? You right. don't want your kids to go through the mud like you did. You feel me? You want your kids to have, have the keys, to have a company, to have everything, so they don't gotta go through no struggle. So I mean, at the end of the day, when you got these new breed of guys coming up, man, it's like they listen more to people that have actually been through it, actually been in it, you know, and proven and got stripes right. to talk about. You know, we right. weren't listening to coaches like that because we felt like coaches, they they coaches, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. You know, they didn't play that much. Maybe Keith Booth, Keith was probably yeah. the only one that really like did some yeah. hoop wise, you know, that we were listening to within the team and stuff like that. But I mean, other than that, you, the guys that you listening to at that time weren't really in the same trenches as you, you feel me? Right. So it was hard right. to kind of take it serious. But now you got guys that have been through it and want to reach back out and help, you know, younger guys will really look up to that and it'll really help, you feel me? In those, in those instances. And that's one thing that, you know, I know when I'm done playing, I want to be a head coach, literally. You know, right. I want to be a head coach. I want to coach at the highest level that I can coach. I want to win at the highest level I can win it. And one person that really helped me with that is Gary, man. And he don't even know. Like, I haven't talked to Gary in years. But he don't know that he literally made me a student of the game because he forced that on us. We were watching video. Right. You know, he forced us to learn basketball. Right. It wasn't easy to coach a player that doesn't know how to play basketball as opposed to just going out there and hooping. You ain't just throwing up right. the rock. It's understanding how you got to play and so he was the reason that I started watching tape. He was the reason I started, even after like getting drafted to the Spurs, you know, coming up with Greg Popovich, you know, he was another intense person, you know, that demanded that you become a student of the game. And so just being under guys like that and understanding, you know, that they're proven champions, 
They won a championship. They won an NBA title, you know, like right. people like that, you know, it that that drove me to want to be able to teach basketball now. You feel me? Once I'm yeah. done. I'm not done yet. Yeah. I still got some guys in the tank, but it drove me to want to teach basketball because, you know, basketball is a vehicle for so many other things. That's exactly. what it was. It kept me out of trouble. You feel me? I was just good at it, but it kept me out of trouble for real. Right. And, right. and being able to meet the people that I've met through my career and be, go to places and travel to places I travel to, man, it, it, I give that to basketball. I give it to basketball. So why not try to give these opportunities to the youngest? You feel me? Exactly, man. And definitely, man, like you said, man, people that's been there, done that, you know, they got the resume that, that, that's been through the mug, you know, they definitely gonna listen, cause you know how kids are, man. Like, man, you, like you just said, man, you ain't been where I've been, man. Like, I ain't, ain't even hearing what you're talking about. Exactly. But, man, I, that, that's definitely what's up. But I know you, you mentioned it a little bit. What was that experience like? Cause I know you got drafted by the Spurs and that whole process, like, how was that, man? Obviously, man, like, like you said, you, man, you said, I didn't even know I, it was possible, you know, that's a dream for kids, you know what I mean? You, to get drafted, I mean, just just to get right. drafted, you know, have your name called. So what, what was that process, like the draft process like, and then getting drafted? The draft process, so I did like 19 workouts, my G. I did like 19 workouts. Like, it was, it got to a point to where I didn't even know what, what, what state I was in. I knew what team I was working out with, but when you know, do the <laughs> interviews and stuff, I was saying the wrong places. <laughs> I'm in Chicago, I'm talking about court. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was so tiring, bro. Because I mean, you, every other day you're on a plane, you work out right. in the morning, and boom, you hit the airport, you on to the next city. You feel me? And so it was like that. And I remember it got to one point, man. I think I did all my West Coast workouts, and I worked my way back east, and I went to work out in Miami. And go to state was like, we want you to come work out. And I was like, man, I was just on the West Coast last week. Like, I'm not going to Miami to, to go to state right. to right. a trip. Half. I said, I'm not doing yeah. it. I said, cancel that workout, man. Cancel that workout. I said, I'm not like, that's too much. Cause I got to go up to Toronto from Miami. I'm already taking yeah, a flight. You feel me? So I ended up having a good workout with Toronto. Boston called, wanted me to come and work out. This was the last day. This was like, this was my 18th workout. Boston called, and this is right before the draft, like two, three days before the draft, two days before the draft. And so they like, all right, I'm gonna go up there and work out. They had the 30th pick or something like that. Um, work out with them. Right after the workout, you know, I'm getting ready to head to the airport. My agent called me like, boss, I want you to come back for a second workout. I'm sitting here like, yo, come back for a second workout. I'm like, at this point, I'm ready to go home. I'm right, go right, home. right, right, right. I didn't, I, I didn't think I was projected as a first rounder or even a lottery pick. Like I said, I was always in the middle of a pack dude. It wasn't like I couldn't hoop, but I was always in the middle of a pack dude. I just kind of wanted to be around the fam. So they called me in for the second, they called me in for the second workout. I think it was me, Mario Chalmers, uh, J.R. Giddens, George Hill. And it was uh, one other guy, he ended up getting hurt. He ended up getting hurt. So the workout ended up just being two on two and they added some managers. They threw some ball boys in that jump, man. Yeah. I tell you, we was in there grinding. Me, J.R. Giddens, we was going after it. And, and George Hill, Michael Chalmers was going after it. It was cool. We started doing the individual workouts, like the full court jumps. They was throwing lives at J.R. Giddens. He was dunking on these managers. So <laughs> nasty. I'm talking about like, first of all, y'all are ball boys. Y'all got no business being out here. <laughs> right. Look like probably the best player in the draft in that workout, bro. I'm talking about he was in that job just taking off on him. Boom, screaming on sitting here like, oh, well, <laughs> this is about to be. And so that ended up being my second workout, man. It was cool. It was cool. Don't get me wrong. The experience was love, you know. Doc was cool. Yeah, right. Uh, I think they had just came off of winning the championship that year. I think they had just beat LA that year um, okay. in the finals. So, I mean, they, they, you know, they really had that championship mentality, that morale up there in Boston at that time, too. 
So it was a dope, it was a dope experience going up there to work out with them. So going back home, you know, I'm thinking like, all right, it's a couple teams that I know I worked out really good at. Mm-hmm. Toronto was one of them, Boston was one of them, um, and Detroit was another one. Mm-hmm. Um, those are ones in my mind that I thought I just did like really good. You feel me? Right, right. So uh, you know, we get in the draft, draft night come, I'm at the crib, my agent there and everything. And so um Right before the draft starts, Toronto, I think they had an early pick in the first round. They had two picks in the first round. They, they spent right. the lottery, I think, on Jonas Valanciunas. Uh-huh. And the second one, they was like, we got a pick. They called right before that, and they said, man, look, we want you to go undrafted. We got a roster spot for you. And I was just like, man, my agency at the time, I said, nah, that's not the deal. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. <laughs> call. I want my name called. You feel me? Right, right. So I said, nope, I'm not doing that. So my agent told Toronto, no. Boom, now I'm sitting here like, damn, who gonna, who gonna draft me now? I don't know. Right, right, talking. right, right. You know, like, yeah, I'm saying, yeah. like, I can't use in the city. And, right. you know, so now Detroit calls. Detroit calls, they said, boom, we wanna draft you. I think they had pick number 33 or 36 or something like that. Like, we wanna draft you. We want you to do one year overseas first. Hell no. So I ain't going overseas. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going overseas. I wanna play the league. Right. I'm trying to get my right. call. I wanna play in the league. That's it. Right. Right. And my agent's sitting here like, yo, what you doing? Like these teams, yeah. they, so I'm just like, man, nah. So at this point, you know, them picks start going faster and faster. Very great. Right. Hey, if I, my name not called, my agent in there sweating, he unbuttoned his shirt, so he was old <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on. Right. And so, man, I went ahead and just walk outside, man. I walk outside, I'm just like, damn, like I'm not gonna get drafted or whatever. I don't know what's gonna happen. Like I just told two teams, no, I don't know what's gonna happen. And then boom, all of a sudden, you know, I hear my everybody inside go crazy, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My homie come outside, he's like, yo, San Antonio. I'm like, San Antonio, I'm sitting here like, damn, I didn't even, cool, you know, that's that's dope. I'm going to go there and see Tim Duncan. That's what I started thinking about, right. Tim Duncan. I'm like, bro, yeah, yeah. that's cool. I didn't even talk to, like, I didn't talk to Pop or none of them before this. You feel me? Um, So, you know, they called my name, and, you know, at that moment, I was just like, damn, that's dope. Like, I'm looking at the screen, right. I see the name, they got the Maryland highlights and everything on yeah. it. I'm like, Antonio, I'm like, that's, like, I'm ready. Yeah, that's right, cool. right. And so, uh, and it say was crazy. Roger Mason was down there too. Roger Mason, was right? Exactly. Too. Yeah. So it's crazy how that just keep coming up, keep coming up, keep coming up. Um, yeah. So you know that whole moment was just like it was euphoric. You remember just to feel that like down, you I made it. But right. I didn't realize, you know, second round pick ain't guaranteed. I didn't realize. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't know none of the stuff about how to get to where I wanted to get to. It right, just right, it right. just played out for me. I felt like all right. the work that I did just played out for me in that in, in that aspect. But I didn't understand none of this. None of it. Right. Nobody ever broke right. it down to me. You know, it was just kind of like, you know, all right, you did it. You're here. I get to San Antonio, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we in there. It was me, uh, George Hill, Malik Harrison, I think Alonzo G. Um, we were the rookies. So we come in first day, you know, after like, I want to say this is like, Maybe like four or five days after the draft. We didn't even fly in the next right. day. It was like yeah. four or five days. San Antonio ain't big on press conferences and doing all that stuff. You know, they just yeah. real low-key. They just right. real professional with their stuff. So we walk in, walk in a private facility, and uh Popovich is he working out on the stairmaster. He you know, getting on the elliptical, he going hard. <laughs> <laughs> this face this face the practice floor. So we walk here. So soon he in, he stops it, boom. He's like, Oh, you don't want my cuss on here or no cousin. I mean, no, nah, no, nah, you good. No, talk. Nah, he, so he hops off the thing. He hops off the elliptical. He hits the button. He's sweating. Where the fuck have y'all been? It's been four days since the draft. I'm sitting here like, yo, like y'all, y'all bought our plane tickets. <laughs> <laughs> this is when they told me to come here. 
Like, I'm talking about energy from the jump, bro. Energy from the jump. And I'm sitting here just stuck, like, all right, my bad. We late, like, what we got to do, you know, we got to work. And he's like, no, nah, I'm just playing with y'all, man. Welcome to San Antonio. You feel me? It was just one of the moments, like, man, our heart stuck, bro. That's like, crazy, man. <laughs> and we all, like, dropped our bags at the same time. And so, um, that's that experience, crazy, you know, man. going to San Antonio, being there was just, I mean, it was amazing. It was a family, you know, family, like, you feel me? Tim Duncan working out every day. First there, last to leave, you feel me? He, he working out hard, doing his swim workouts after the workout. Manu, and then working out with us too. You know, the whole team is there. Only person that wasn't there was Tony. He was in, I think, Chicago at the time. And they had one of the coaches uh, from, from the Spurs, you know, working him out. So he had his own workout plan going on over the summertime. Right. You know, you had Tim Amanu, Matt Bonney, had all those guys. Roger was there. You know, guys was really working out. You could see and feel why they had a championship team from the beginning. You know, they got right. the trophy, got the banners up in the practice facility and everything. And so, you know, just coming in there, um, with some real vets, you know, cause I had Mike Finley, Tonio McDice, Theo Ratliff was there too, you know, and my locker was next to Timmy. And so it was just like being, I think Richard Jefferson assigned there that year too, like yeah. you know, real vets on the team, had some real right. vets on the team. And so it was just cool to just be around him and see what professionalism is, you know, see what hard right. work is, you feel me? And on a daily basis, you know, these guys ain't good for no reason. Right. They really right. be in there working and, you know, it really put everything in perspective for me to see, like, you know, I, I've been doing work my whole time, but I got a long way to go. I got more work yeah, to do. Yeah, Establish old heads in here. And they they kick your ass night in and night out, you feel me? Right, right. Uh, so, I mean, it was just, it was it was a dope experience, man. It was a dope experience. And, you know, it's crazy. It's out of all the teams that I worked out for, you know, San Antonio probably was, like, the most professional organization. Wow. It probably was like, and I don't mean, I'm sure the game is probably still the same, you know, because you still got Popovich there, but right. they were the professional with how the practices work, how, you know, travel worked, how equipment was given out, how, you know, food, all that stuff. And I mean, granted, it's yeah. the league. Everything, you know, you get pampered as a, as a, as a league player, right. but it was just different. It was different. Yeah. You know, went to Cleveland, when LeBron was in Cleveland, it wasn't like that. It wasn't right, like that. Right, oh, Cleveland right, was totally right, different. You feel me? Right. Um, going to, you know, other teams. And it's not to talk trash on no teams, but it's just, yeah. Antonio just work different. They work different. Right. They move different. You can feel it from the, from the jump. You feel it. You right. know why they are. They, they've been successful over all these years just because of that. Nah, that's that's what's up, man. Like, I know that's, like I said, a dope experience, man. And like you said, man, playing with an organization like that, a winning organization, uh, Hall of Famers, Tim Duncan and all those guys, man, and getting that experience. Then I know you um, ended up, you know, going overseas. So it's like, you know, you, you, it's like you see both sides of things, like the league and then, then you go overseas. So what was that experience like? Like you, your first year overseas, leaving the league, knowing what you, the experience you had and, you know, that yeah. professionalism and then you go overseas. Like, what was, like, your first experience like that? What was your overseas experience? Like? I mean, it was crazy because, like I said, you know, <laughs> during the draft process, Toronto wanted me to go undrafted. I was like, no. Detroit was like, we're going to pick you, but we got to send you overseas for you. I was like, hell no. Right. San Antonio draft me. What happened? They like, yo, you got to go overseas for a year. I'm just like, ah. <laughs> 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 I'm sitting there talking to Pop on the phone. He called me like, yo, we got a team. We got a nice little situation for you. going to get a nice contract and everything your first year, which is a lot bigger than what most guys get for their first year in year. Like, we're going to hook you up. We're going to make sure you're straight because they had my rights since I was drafted. Right. Even right. though... The contract is not guaranteed. My rights are locked in. And that was right. one thing I didn't know that hindsight is 2020, it probably would have been better to go undrafted. You feel me? Because now yeah. I can choose the teams 
that I would want to work out for or play for, or they I have a right. chance to talk to other teams and see what they want. And Toronto said they had a roster spot for me. They just wanted me to go undrafted. Un- yeah. I didn't think about none of that. You feel me? Didn't think <laughs> right, about right, that. right. So after you know, I'm locked in. Pop calls me. You know, I'm about to take my last trip back to San Antonio and get ready for training camp. And uh, you know. He was like, we want you to go overseas for a year, man. Go overseas, we want you to learn basketball, we want you to play. He was like, at the end of the day, it's not that you're not good enough, it's just that where are we gonna play you? We got Bill Ratliff, McDice, Tim, Matt Bonner, that's five big right there, you know? And if you throw me in the mix, along with whoever else they got on the roster and how they play. And right. so he was like, we don't want you to just be on the bench. We need you to play, we need you to play. And we don't want to put you in the D League. We want to make you, you know, help you learn how to play basketball. You're, right, you right. know, San Antonio plays a European style type of basketball exactly, anyway. Exactly. The way they right. the ball, the way they be moving. So that was a whole thing that they explained to me. Like, look, we we'll go to Italy. We got a squad for you, uh, Biella, and we're gonna, you know, have your year there. And then we're gonna come check you out. They came for like two or three games. Greg Popovich, RC Buford, you know, Dell Dempsey at the That's time. True pulled up. They was at the games. Like they came to like three or four games, you know, anything I needed, wow. they made sure I had it. Um, and so it was cool to see that they was like, you know, they really cared about their draft pick, I guess. You feel me? Right. Even I wanted to be in the league the whole time. You know, it was just, this was the road that I had to take. You know, my agent, right. Bill Duffy, told me, you know, you get dumped and hand the cards. And he was like, you might not like the cards that you see, but you got to play. You right. know, you got to play. He said, you never know how to hang on play out at the end of right. the day. And so, you know, I took that as I took it on the chin. I took it as a moment for me, you know, to take some time to myself, you know, grow up. You feel me? I, I'm living on my own now. I'm not in the States where I can call them. You know, I'm not in the States where I'm comfortable. You know, I had to right. kind of make myself uncomfortable, if you want to say it like that. Um, but I went to a good organization. You know, Biela was a, a, it was a small town. I want to say probably like 60,000 people, but we was like 45 minutes from Milan. So, I mean, I was in Milan yeah. <laughs> every day. <laughs> <laughs> we had one game a week. Yeah, we had one game a week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm in Milan, you feel me? Right, so, right, right. That situation, uh, but just that year, you know, just being on my own, being in a whole other country where they don't speak English, you feel me? They got some of the younger people speak English, but, you know, being in a village or a city like Biela, which is smaller, it's a lot more older right. people, so they're not really speaking English, you feel me? I had some cool teammates uh, that really helped, you know, me adjust and stuff like that. But, you know, it was just a huge adjustment, you know, coming overseas by myself. You know, my dad was military, so we lived in Germany for four years when I was younger. So I had lived in Europe before, but it's different when you dolo. You feel me? So coming over here, I had to really adjust to the living. I had to adjust to learning the game of basketball because the way they play it overseas is different than what they play in the States. You know, in the States, it's more of a running gun. Overseas, every possession matters. So you can't be out here just having reckless turnovers and taking reckless shots and not letting that fly. Right. Um, so it was a learning experience. And I probably didn't really pick up on that, you know, that learning curve of how to play basketball until like December, maybe. You know, we get over there in August. So I, they, a lot of teams ain't gonna sit there and take that long with nobody. You exactly. Know, they, boom, ship you up out of there. But right, right. Like, my situation, you know, they, they, hang on, they hung on to me. And I mean, it ended up being real good. Like in the beginning of the season, they had our team finishing second to last and going down to second division, man, we ended up finishing in the top four. We went to the semifinals and lost to Milan in the top four. They didn't plan on going to playoff. We beat Rome, we had Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings was the first player to go from high school to right. Europe that year. Right. So he played in Rome, got them out of their first round. And like, it was an experience, bro. It was an experience it was something like that. Well, it helped me grow as a player, you know, right. coming over that first year it helped me but even then still wasn't ready to come back to san antonio you know came back 
they was like, we're going to send you back overseas another year. You know, and what was crazy was I got hurt like two, three days before training camp. I tore my quad up, tore my quad up and I got hurt. So I had to sit out three months. And so during that time, I already missed preseason, missed training camp. You know, they was like, you know, you can go to the Austin Toros. And I was like, man, I'm not trying to play no G League. You know, D League at the time was only making 30 bands. And that's right. on the high. That's on the high end. And that's taxed. You feel me? So I was just like, man, that's not it. Team from Russia called Lokomotiv Kuban. And, you know, I was like, I should go out there. Ended up being out there with uh, Andre Owens and, and Gerald Green. Right. And so we ended up having a real cool season out there. Um, it was Russia. You know, it wasn't yeah. nothing great. It was Russia. Right. Right. We right. Yeah, or St. Petersburg. We was in that real Russia that you read about in history books, Russia. Yeah. <laughs> we was there. So right. that was a whole different, whole different vibe, you feel me? But I mean, again, doing another year overseas was like, you know, you got to learn. I still had some growth to do. Still had some right. things that I had to, to get right within myself and, you know, managed to do that. You know, I ended up going to the playoffs again that year. And I think we lost to Alexis Stead's team. He was in Dynamo. We lost to them first round. Um, but it was just an experience, you know. I've been to the playoffs every year. I played overseas. You've been a team that right. I haven't been to the playoffs with, um, and so that 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 was, you know, going to Russia was another experience. And my third year coming back to San Antonio because again they kept my rights. I couldn't talk to nobody. So this two years, right. I belong to San Antonio, right. and you know, I had it's like you know, wanting to sign me, wanting to talk to me, but you can't legally do it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Good as if I get San Antonio to release my rights. And so my third year coming back, you know, I told him, I said, you know, I'm going to training camp and we're going to figure this out. Either y'all going to sign me or I'm out. I got to force y'all hand on this because I'm not doing this whole overseas bid thing. I'm not trying to do that. I want to be right. in the league. My goal is to be in the league. You know, I right, want to right, be. Right. Right. And so again, force their hand, you know, went to training camp. But like I was their best player out there that year, you know, through preseason at least. Right. Um, and they told me, you know, we played OKC, I think it was. After the game, my agent was like, man, you know, you played good. And I didn't even play against OKC. I played the day before we played Houston. And I played like 20 minutes against Houston, played good. Had a good game that game. Right. Yeah. And so I didn't play the next game against OKC. And afterwards, I'm sitting here like, you know, that was a KD, Jeff Green, Westbrook, all that. And I'm like, man, that's a hometown battle right there. Like, right, right. Let's get out there and get after them. KD and it was right. cooked rich. It was cooking Richard Jefferson and all that stuff. So I'm just yeah. like, man, sitting on the sideline, Jeff Green and them laughing. I'm just like, man. <laughs> y'all don't know how much I want to be out there with y'all. Right, 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 well, that, right. Again, like I said, it's some hometown stuff. Like, right. you move at home over the summertime all the time. Right. And so, again, I would never looked at one of those highly ranked players, but everybody knew I could hoop. And right, so, right. that game, you know, I talked to my agent. My agent like, man, I think we're going to come to a deal. You know, we're going to have some set. They say, you're really doing the best thing that you can do. Um, we'll talk about it tomorrow. So, go to uh, practice that morning. We had shoot around that morning, I think it was. And, and my deal was, if I made it to open at night, then yeah. I was locked in for the year. Gotcha, right, right. Open at night was like four days from then. So yeah. I'm like, boom, I'm like, all right. I'm in there. And in the locker room chilling, they was like, hey James, pop on, come talk to you. I said, all right, I'll be there in a second. And so I went and go in there and it wasn't even Popovich, it was Chad Forcy, it was a, it was a, um, a player development coach. Yeah. Like, yeah, was, I think but we're gonna uh, make a move, we're gonna, we're gonna let you go. And I was just like, that wasn't what I was expecting to hear. Right, 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 right. Like, man, I done did this three years in a row for y'all. Like, yeah. you know, everything, and now y'all gonna tell me that it ain't it. I'm like, you know what? I didn't even blow up. I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? Thank you for the opportunity. But thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. You know, I enjoyed the ride and everything like that. 
I wish I had the best of luck. You know, that's just what it was. Kept it like that. And and, and I got my stuff and bounced, man. Got my stuff and bounced. Went to the crib in San Antonio because I had got an apartment down there thinking everything would like be set. By the right. whip, apartment, everything. And so, um, you know, I'm just on the phone with my agent like, man, you know, I'm a free agent now. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got yeah. the right. <laughs> right, like, right. And it's like October, mid-October. It was right around my actually it was right, it was right around my birthday. So really pulling up on November. Cause uh the homie threw a surprise party for me. My wife at the time, like was my girlfriend, she threw a surprise birthday party for me and all that. And uh did it down in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got the call for partisan, which was a yearly team. I'll build yeah. race early. didn't know about it. I didn't know nothing about it, but it was just like, you know, it's Euroleague, second best right, league. Right, right. Behind the NBA, right? And um, my agent was like, "This would be a good deal for you." And you know what's crazy? San Antonio has something to do with that. You feel me? I wow. didn't realize. I didn't realize how much work goes in behind the scenes right. and stuff. That is just you'll never know as a player. You'll never exactly. know. As a player. It's right. better that you don't know because you know if you do, you'll start looking at people different. Exactly. So I didn't realize that San Antonio had a hand in that because the week before they released me. You know, they was like, you know, we got another team overseas that we think would be a really good look for you. And I'm sitting here like, man, I ain't hearing this overseas stuff. Like, get out of my ear with <laughs> right. <laughs> right, 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 right. And sure right. enough, I got released and ended up on the team that they was talking about anyway. You feel me? And then when I got there, the coach was like, man, we've been waiting for you. We thought you was going to be here earlier. And I'm like, y'all were waiting for me. Like, what you mean? Like, I wasn't a hip right. to none of this stuff, bro. So man. now, you know, this is the beginning of my yearly campaign. Went there, me and yeah. Yon Vesely were playing with, with, together on the same team. Yon was a three. I was a four. We had a big Nate Jawai, who was the five. Um, and, you know, Curtis Geralds, who I was with in San Antonio at the time, he had got traded to New Orleans. So instead of them releasing his rights, that was like, that messed me up too. I'm like, man, y'all y'all released me, but y'all traded him. Why y'all can't trade him? You feel me? <laughs> right, 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 right. right. <laughs> I traded me and gave me an opportunity right. somewhere else. You know, that it messed right. me up. It messed me up. Yeah. So I came overseas that year mad. Like, I was pissed off. Yeah. I was pissed off. And I had a tip on my shoulder, like, I'm going to bust every European's ass. I'm going to bust everybody's ass I play against. Like, I feel like I'm the best four man coming up over here. I don't want to be here. So, like, just get out of my way type stuff. And that was the approach that I had to that season. I remember one time the coach sat me down with the GM, the president, and the translator, because he didn't really speak English. Yeah. I was like, why every time we want to play and get to the top of the key, the ball stop? <laughs> I said, because <laughs> I, I feel like the guy in front of me can't guard me. Just like that. I was like, I feel like I said, we run a play to get to a solution where, you know, we can score. Right. If I can score, why are we running the play? Like that, right. I, just like, like I was really that upset right. and I was that yeah. blanket. I was just like, you know, no, nah. I said, I got to, I feel like I got to mismatch every time. And right. I'm scoring. I was like, so, I mean, why are we even sitting here having this conversation? He was like, yeah, but we got other people on the team that we really want to get, you know, kind of push up. And I was, they were talking about Jan because he was going to be a, he was a lottery the next year, but he right. had a lot of NBA teams coming, so they wanted to get him looks. They had a lot of um, Bogdanovich. Bogdan Bogdanovich is in the league now. He was he was a junior team player. You feel me? When I was in Partizan, and uh, he came up and played every so often some games, and so they like really had some young guys along with some other other guys too. That I, um, I'm not gonna mention, but they had some other guys on the team that they really wanted to get looks for Serbia right. for the purpose right. of the team, and so they was just like, man. We want you to just be able to try to involve everybody if you can. You know, we feel like you're a great player. And I was like, I feel like I'm the best four man in Europe. I don't think there's no four man out here that can stop. And right. they were just looking at each other like, damn, he's really serious about this. <laughs> it's like, we can help you. They were like, we can help you. We can help you. Right, right. 
we right. help you do that, we help you achieve that, but we want you to just bring the other guys in too. And I was like, all right, like at the end of the day, I'm playing good, we're not losing, we winning, you feel me? Why change anything up right now? Right, but, right. But a team, you know, I, I'm a team player. I'm, a, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a jerk when it comes to playing basketball. I'm a cool right. dude. I'm just gonna right. bring everybody together. I'm a, I joke. I do all that stuff. So I don't never want to be looked at as a bad guy. And so when they told me that, it was like, all right, cool. You know, we left the meeting kind of in our. We agreed, but we didn't agree on something. But we, yeah. honest, we had a common goal that we were right. gonna achieve for each other. Right. Right. And so, I mean, that year ended up being something crazy, man. I mean, we ended up winning the Serbian National Cup. We won the Serbian National title. Then we went to the top 16 in EuroLeague that year. Uh, we ended up winning the Adriatic League. You feel me? It ended up being a crazy yeah. that year. You know, we were that we, that was a highlight season where it was like you didn't know who was going to get dumped on that game because you yeah. had Jan <laughs> and Nate. I'm talking we were throwing it down on people. Right, Trans- right, right. Crazy. It was like, who's going to stop? <laughs> <laughs> we had a mob, but we were just young. We were young. We didn't right. have any experience to compete with a lot of the bigger teams in Euroleague. And I didn't know much about Euroleague at the time. I just knew right, right. I wanted to get out there and hoop and, and, and get after people and show that I belong in the league, that I don't belong over here. You right, feel right, me? Right, it was right, that, right. that was my whole goal, man. And then after that season, I had the opportunity where Denver, you know, wanted to sign me. Mm-hmm. But what was crazy was that year was the lockout. It was an NBA lockout. So, you know, my agents came to me and they was like, you know, we got Fenerbahce, which is a big team in Turkey. Right, um, right, right. And it was like, yo, we got, I'm talking about, I ain't never seen numbers like this before, you feel me? And it was just, we got this right now. Like, you can wait for the league, but if the league don't, if it's a lockout, then you're just going to be at home. You're right. a free agent, remember that, you feel me? And so I'm just like, yeah, go ahead and sign that paper. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Sign that paper, you right, know, lock right. I right. guess I'm going back to Turkey now. Look, I'm, I'm talking right. about going back overseas now instead of going right. to the league. You feel me? Right, right. But that's what the situation was. You feel me? It was a lockout year. So, I mean, I had Denver, you know, happy on their radar after that season. And it was just like, man, you know, I had to make a decision where am I going to keep chasing this NBA dream? Right. Or am I going, you know, am I going to make a living over here? Because, I mean, you make good money over here, tax free. Right, right. right, you right, right. And a car. You feel me? Yeah. You, you got paid. You can really save up everything. Right, right, right. <laughs> you would leave. You feel me? You got to pay for your house. You got to pay for your car. You pay for everything, and you get taxed. You, in, right. in every state that you play in, you feel exactly. me? All of it. It's crazy with the league how much money you actually spend. So even if you got league minimum, you can be making four. At the time, league minimum was like four fifty. Right. Tax half of that. It's two two fifty. You feel me? Yeah. After you buy a car in the house. You you looking real slim in the pockets, buddy. <laughs> right, right, right. Real right, slim right, in the pockets, along with right. the friends, the fans, and all the people that you know. You got the entourage, all in the league. Exactly. Very night popping bottles, thinking you living. You look at that bank account at the end of the year. You, you tripping. You feel me? And you can't keep up with the with the max players when you first get right. in the league. You gotta get your max contract before you start balling like that. So I mean, right. it was really like awesome. Do I really want to decide? Do I want to you know chase this NBA job? Or am I gonna keep? Am I gonna make some bread overseas right now? Right. And so that was my decision. And then, you know, when I seen that team came and got Pat Beverly from St. Petersburg, Russia, I'm like, look, if the league wants you, they're going to come get you. Right. If they want you, they're really going to come get you. If they don't want you, I mean, it is what it is, you know? And so, I mean, with that being said, you know, I just kind of made my living and got comfortable over here. Got comfortable over here and said, you know, I'm going to do what I do. I was continue to try to dominate my position, try to dominate the game and be somebody that maybe one day the league will try to come get. Right, right. <clears throat> but they're gonna they're gonna they gonna they gonna need to sign and then they, they need to give you that three that three year deal. That's what they they're gonna come get you, they need to get that three year. 
<laughs> man, I need to be locked in. I ain't signing no chips. I wasn't trying to do none of that, especially with the money that I was getting offered over here. It's like, yo, if I go to the league, I'm probably taking less and I'm sitting on the bench. You feel right, me? Right, right, right. Not to say that I couldn't get on somebody's team and make myself, you know, a staple or establish myself. But at the end of the day, you know, if you go into the league, you you kind of got to make your way. They already got scores. They already got people that's the name of the team. You feel me? They don't need somebody to come in there doing that. You right. feel me? So you really got to figure out what your role would be when it comes to playing in the league. And so, you know, that was just something that I had. That was a hard pill to swallow. Hard pill to swallow. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. that's your dream. You feel me? I feel like, right. you know, said my dream was to hear my name called on draft night. I, I didn't exactly. say ex everything that I wanted to come along with. That <laughs> 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 my name called. Right, right, right. Right. It was like that. It was crazy. It's crazy. But I mean, if I look back on it, man, you know, I could walk into a gym in, in Greece and have 30,000 people screaming my name. You feel me? I can walk in a Fenerbahce, you know, and they're going to show me love there. You feel me? I could walk into places, right. they're going to boo me the whole gym. But it's like, you know, I got that experience. You feel me? I was able to right. build a, I was able to build a career over here that's like, you know, that's really established, you know, where I could walk right. around and people know who I am. And it's like, when you look at it, it's like, do I, you know, would I give that up for the league, for the logo? I don't know. It's definitely a thing, man. And, you know, we had the, you know, we had the David Vanderpools, man, the, the Moochies, the, the, uh, the Moogies, and the dudes that Dave Hawkins, those guys, man, that you've seen mm -hmm. that went overseas, man, that had NBA opportunities. Um, but then they, they, they go to a country like Dave in Italy, man. They, everybody Another dude, like he got opportunity to come back to me, like man, I don't know. I mean, I ain't got a <laughs> two year guarantee. Hey, you need to pay me this. I ain't going because, like you said, man, tax free money to get your place, to get your car. You get in love, or you like the king over there making good yeah. money. It's like, like, like you said, am I going to give up all this just for a logo? And then, like you said, man, you got to get taxed, and you know, it ain't gonna yeah. be the same. It ain't gonna be the same, you know. And you really not playing like you the man over here. You really the man over here. You walk around, you like LeBron, you like D Wade, you like you like all them Steph Curry, KD, you like them over here. And it's like you go, and not to say that you can't, like I said, it's not to say that you can't go to the league and, and handle your business, but the league is a business at the same time. Exactly. So you're not gonna be playing 30 minutes a game when you get there. That time getting cut down more than half. You right. feel me? You might not play for a couple weeks until right. somebody get hurt. You know, you give up all, all of this over here for that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. And, and that, that's, that's, that's more. Lock you in and make you a staple over there. Like, what are you really giving up? What are you giving up? What right. do you play basketball for? Why are you really playing basketball? Exactly. Exactly. You, know, you, you don't really understand that. Because you, you want that patch, man. I play it because I love it. You feel me? I play it because I love it. And I, I wish I could love it in the States for so my family to be able to come to games and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I don't think it would be the same. Right. Now, I feel you, man. Like you said, man, it's like that, that comes with maturity and being older, man. Like you said, man, you know, it's funny, man. When I when I came out, um, I had to work my way into like the the, the draft uh, camps and, and stuff like that. I had to like work my way, like negotiate, try to get in. And then when I got yeah. in, I established myself and people saw a different side of me. And then I started getting those calls. <clears throat> and then I remember I was in the um the uh, NBA Summer League out uh, LA. And yeah. um, I walk I walk up the court, man. And a team in France was like, hey, got a contract right here for you for, for this amount of money. More than, like you said, more than what the, the, the rookies usually come in to make. Got a contract right here for you. Man, sign it right here. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Because my agent kept screaming, man, we're going to work out. We're going to have, we got an opportunity. You know what I mean? We're going to be trying to get in the back camp. Knowing what I know now, bro. <laughs> I'm like, <Hey>. you know? <laughs> Thanks, bro.
We really turned our head on some opportunities, but I could have took <laughs> someone for something for real. Bro, I, I'm, and then another, another opportunity. I'm, I'm, we, we leave uh, a team. Uh, they wanted me to come to the gym to work out for them. Had a six figure deal. Come out here. We want you to, we, want you, we like you, we want to sign you. I'm, I pulled up to the gym, bro. I pulled up to the gym, had some of my teammates with me because they was going to work out with me. Um, to the gym, called my agent, was like, man, I really don't want to do this, man. And turned around, I ain't even going to the gym, bro. I ain't even man. going to the gym. <laughs> like, and looking, like I said, I'm looking back on this stuff. Then another time, I'm, me and Corey, I don't know you know my uh, Corey McCrave. Yeah. He's running around his neighborhood up in Woodmore, looking at the houses you working out. Like, man, thinking about all these dream houses and everything, running, working out. My agent called me before, was like, hey, man, we got a deal overseas for six figures. Um, and I'm like, oh, man. like I said, we started running, we talking, man. I said, man, I got this opportunity, man. But I mean, they say I'm so close to getting the opportunity to go to vet camp, man. I really want to do that, man. Um, I don't know, man. You know, and then that's when I go back home. They're like, yeah, man, you, you're going to probably go to uh, Lakers, the Lakers vet camp. You know what I'm saying? If they yeah. never played job south. So it was just like, man, like you said, having these opportunities. We knew what we knew now, bro. I'm like, yeah, we knew what we knew now, man. man. We took these on style ago. <laughs> we smoking what? Come on, man. <laughs> first one up. Man. I'm like, yeah, bro. I mean, some people you gotta. Sometimes you gotta fall to learn, though. Sometimes you gotta fall to learn. Some people don't learn, you know, just by the advice. Some people really gotta go through it to learn. You know, that's the that's the best, you know, way to learn. It's the best way to learn. Sometimes you feel me. Yeah, man, I'm like, man, but like, like I said, all those lessons, man, I go back and tell youngers, like, look here, man, like you said, man, if they want you, they're going to come get you, you know, wherever you at. If you go hoop, you go hoop, and they're going to hear about you, you know what I mean? They're yeah. everywhere now. The basketball is global. Um, right. what, 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 what was the best country? I know we played together against each other in, in Greece. We was yeah. out there, man. We was out in Greece together. Um, and we was out in Turkey together, too, which was in another, was in another city. Yeah. But nice. um, we, we was out in Greece together. We played against each other out there, man, which was dope. Um. Uh, who's I think um, Landon was out. Landon was out. Landon, Landon was out there too. He was out there. Crappy Landon, Terrell Mike, Mike, Me and Mike, we was on the same team. Me, Mike, and Terrell was on the same team out there. Yeah, Terrell Stokes was um, out there. We, and I was that man. That was love that year too, because it was like, damn, we got we really got the homies out here. You feel right, me? right, 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 right. It feels it don't feel like Europe so much. It feel like exactly. back home a little bit. You know, we exactly. was on the same. So it was dope. That was dope. Yeah, man. Um, so I, I kind of know what you're going to say, but what was the best country you played in? Like, what was the best? Like, I'm talking about, like, man, that's, that's my, been my best experience. I, I, I think I know what you're going to say, but, you know. I mean, I honestly, I got to say Greece because I spent seven years there. You feel me? I spent seven years in Greece. It was like one of them things, like, you know, I had came off of getting traded. I was involved in the first trade in Europe. I got traded from Malaga to Panathinaikos, yeah. middle of the season. And well, right before the middle of the season in December. And, you know, at that point, you know, I was thinking like, damn, I'm getting traded like a team. You know, the coach started putting stuff out there talking about, you know, a team could never win with James gets on it. You know, That's yeah, he started ashing my name in the paper. So I'm really thinking like, damn, is this like the end of my career coming up? You know, what's going to happen? Yeah. Right. No, I just didn't know what to expect after going there. And after leaving Malaga, like Malaga, Spain, bro, that joint is like paradise. You you at the southern tip of Spain. I can see Morocco from my house. You feel me? Like Africa right over there, like a two-hour boat ride. I could see this jump on a, on a clear day. You feel me? I was living life. Like I thought I made it when I got to Malaga. And when I got shipped out, bro, they shipped me to Greece now. 
And I was in the city. I wouldn't even buy the water. I didn't even know Greece was by the water. Like, I'm not, I right, not right. Made in geography, so I didn't know where I was. Right, I just right, right, right. in Spain no more. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling hurt. White was crying. She was like, oh, we looked at the window. We looked at another house. It was like, <laughs> we thought it was the end, bro. I thought it was the right. end. I was like, this year, right. you know, we figured something else out. Right. I didn't know it was going to be in Greece for seven years. I didn't know that was going to be the start of something big. You feel me? For me. Yeah. Um, so I mean, my son was born in Greece, you know, I can't say that, you know, Greece was anything less than great, but when I say experience, bro, I think my best experience was in Belgrade, Serbia, when I played with Partizan, the year I got released from Senate. Like that, people don't know about Belgrade, they ain't never been to Belgrade, they, you know, that's probably one of the best top, that's probably like top five places in the world, when you talk about nightlife, when you talk about people there, when you talk about, I mean, just everything. And the games, bro, the fans, like, it was crazy. Like, it gave me chills thinking about it because I ain't never seen nothing like it. And I mean, Maryland, been to Maryland, we done had the Comcast rocking, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dressed up, you know, they, they, it was, it was lit. And so, I mean, I was used to playing in big arenas. Right. I was used to playing in front of a lot of people. But the love and the passion that them fans and Belgrade show for Partizan, bro, my first year there was, it was like, you know, it was, I'd never seen nothing like it, man. When I got out there, I remember when I first got there, you know, the city was run down. I mean, it's, it's like almost a third world country, but it's, I don't know right. if it is, but it was America, this or NATO, they just had a war. You know, they just bombed yeah. the whole city out. Them, Croatia was beefing. Like it was a lot going on historically. Yeah. That I wasn't hip to. So when I got to the city, it was like all oh, rundown and stuff. I'm like, man, where the hell am I? Like, right, get right. me out of here. You don't look like the projects in DC right now. You feel me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> trying to be here. It was a building on one of the main blocks, brother. It had a live bomb in it that never went off. You feel me? A live missile that never went off. And they had like security around that junk. You feel me? So I'm sitting here like, yo, okay. where am I? I mean, think about it. When you watch any kind of Hitman movie or any kind of, you know, thugged out movie, where the Hitman from? Either from Russia right. or from Serbia. I mean, like, <laughs> it's, it's real out there. It really is. Right, like, right, right, right. Remember one of the first games, you feel me? I, I called my agent. I was like, man, get me out of here. Like, I can't be here. Get me out of here. I don't want to be here no more. And he was like, all right, we're going to see what we do. You know, give me a couple of weeks and I'll let you know. And so I had my first yearly game at home. We played Maccabi. Bro, I walked in the gym two hours before. When I said that gym was full, full house. And everybody was wearing black and white. I couldn't understand nothing they were saying because, you know, it was, they right. speaking their own language. They singing their songs yeah. and stuff like that. I had my headphones in, bro. I couldn't even hear the music in my headphones. It was so loud. This is two hours before the game. And so I'm sitting here like, damn, like, who are we playing tonight? <laughs> I need to kind of get ready for this. Yeah. And so I, man, you know, I take my headphones off. I'm out here shooting and stuff like that, bro. So fast forward to the start of the game. When they do um, the name announcements and stuff like this, the whole gym just start getting louder and louder. You can't hear the announcer over the speaker. I mean, the speakers in the gym, you can't hear it louder. You can't hear the speakers over the gym. And so now they take all their black and white papers, they flip them up, man, and the whole gym is just black and white. I'm sitting here looking like, I'm <laughs> in awe. I'm like, I ain't never seen nothing like this in my life, bro. I'm talking about in there. We played Maccabi. I think Maccabi waxes by like 22. We got drugged. You know, you feel yeah. me? I'm like, man, we lost on this night, man. I mean, yeah. it was that game, but we lost. And I'm saying like, damn, we lost on that game. Mm -hmm. And so, go to the locker room. We pissed that we lost. You know, coach and they're screaming at us. The fans are still out there singing. They still out there singing, cheering, all this stuff. Like, and coach is like trying to get mad at us. He's just like, look, they, the fans want you to go back on the court. I'm like, the fans want us to go back on the court. I ain't look, bro. I ain't right. <laughs> you feel me? 
<laughs> so we go back on the court, bro. I'm talking about not a soul left that gym. And this is like almost 30 minutes after the game. Nobody left. Yeah. They all stayed in there. They all singing. We walked out, nigga. They clapping it like we won. We just lost about 20. Yeah. They clapping it like yeah. we won. And so I'm sitting here like, yo, this is OD. And like my fans, they, my, my teammates are telling me, you know, translate what they're saying and all this stuff. They're like, yo, we love you. We fight with you to the end, no matter what. All this stuff. Like, yeah. just keep playing, keep playing hard. Y'all play hard. Maccabi is a good team, basically. They didn't expect yeah. us to win it. But they all came out. To show love, and I mean, the whole city came out, bro. I mean, that night went to the club, man. I ain't never seen nothing like it. <laughs> never seen nothing like it. I was like, my agent, I said, "Yo, don't worry about it." I said, "I'll stay here. <laughs> I'll stay here this year. We gonna figure this out, man. I'm cool." Hey. And you yeah, caught it from the club, yeah? You caught it from the but, club? Like, yeah. oh, from the club, son. I said, look, I'm good. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere, bro. I'm here for the rest of the year. Oh, my mama, yeah. I wasn't going nowhere. Like, trash. Look, I'm really experienced, man. I'm really experienced. I've never oh, experienced it. That right there, I would have to say, you know, I can't say, like I said, I can't say it's better than Greece because I spent seven years there. My career took off there. Everything happened there. My family was kind of built there, you know, just that's my foundation in Europe. But that first year in Belgrade, Serbia, bro, nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nothing like that's, it. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy, man. A lot of people be wanting to hear these stories, man, and, and hear our experiences overseas. And you should write a book about experiences overseas. I said, look at home. So uh, we can talk about something. Talk about everything now. We can talk about some stuff, you know. I keep, you know, but look, man, you know. But but what we come to learn, man, and, and what we found out, you know, because obviously as a kid, I've made NBA, NBA, NBA. Man, I tell people now, I said, man, my, my greatest experiences, man, was playing overseas. I love overseas, man. Like like you said, the fans and people you meet in different cultures, man. I was in Turkey, you know what I mean? I know that lifestyle. I was in, I mean, so everywhere I went, man, it was an experience, whether it was good or bad, but, you know what I mean? I met friends that I'm still talking to to this day. You, know you meet people around the world, not people who, I mean, dudes in the league can't, I mean, they go over there to who they are, but the experience, man, is, that's something you could take forever. And like you said, man, you can go back overseas, you can go to Turkey right now, people gonna know exactly who you are. I mean, that's, bro, like, that's an experience within itself. That's something that, I mean, and we can pay to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. To do that, you know what I'm saying? You know man, what I mean? In the world, man, people will be looking like, you know, stress. Why are you stressed out? You the best, you got the best job in the world. You get paid to come to the gym for two hours. You pay millions to come to the gym for two hours, you know, yeah. and who? And you right. where you talk, you stressed out, you you under pressure. Like now, nah, pressure is you know trying to figure out what you're gonna put on your on your family's table when you right. ain't got right. the nine to five ain't really working, or you ain't get that you know that check got cut short. You feel me? Or yeah. you know, it's you know these people that's right now losing their homes through this pandemic. You know, like right. that's pressure. Right. I don't want to hear people say I'm under pressure. I'm stressed. Not when you're a basketball player. Not when you right. you know. You, you're talented and you have a job that people would love to just come watch you do. Exactly. Don't get me wrong, you come with a lot of weight. A lot right. of weight. You ain't built tough for this joint. If you don't love this joint, it'll, it'll expose you. But at the end right. of the day, this is the best job in the world, bro. Right. I'd be happy when I go to the gym. I mean, some days your body be hurting you. I don't want to be here, but at the end yeah. of the day, like, I hope, man, you know, we, man, at Maryland, Trav, we was in the gym three, four hours a day. Yeah. Right, exactly, so exactly. Hub. And sleep in the in the in the in the, the lounge, bro. Wake <laughs> me up at eight, and we got pickup, and we be in there playing pickup eight hours, bro. It's like nowadays you can't get guys to stay in the gym unless yeah. it's a camera. If yeah. it's a camera, 
people stay in the gym. But back right. then, you didn't have to tell us nothing. Just roll the ball out. You know, all right. the league guys used to come back in the summertime for camps, and we would be hooping at Maryland. Right. That was what a bump was. You feel right. me? It was just like you, basketball, man. I look at it as the best job in the world, bro. Can't lie. It is. It, 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 def, it definitely is, man. Um, man, 13 years, man, you're still going strong, bro. Man, you know, a lot of people looking up to you, man. You you showing the way, man. Like, just like how those other guys did, the Vanderpools and David Hawkins, you know, Phil, all those guys, man, that's basically went before us. And you still doing it, man. And you, man, you still catching bodies over there, man. And, and hey, I'm 34, yo. I'm really 34 out here doing this. Now I'm on a team. You know, one of my young teammates hit me with the other day. We in there talking trash or whatever about 2K. And I'm like, man, I ain't played 2K since, you know, 2017 because they changed up the little shot stick or whatever. Yeah. He said, shot stick? He's like, you can tell he played live. I said, what? <laughs> I said, son, I fell out. I said, hold on. I said, am I really that old, dude? Come back and start talking about NBA Live? I said, NBA Live used to be the shit. You feel me? Right, right, he used right, to be right. heavy. He said, you can tell he played live. I was like, oh, this dude. <laughs> I can't mess with y'all. I had to leave the room, bro. I was dying laughing. I was dying laughing. Like, I really am an OG over the joint right now. Like, guys was 24, 25. Like, I had my uh, point guard, who's he's injured right now. He was like, I remember when you played a partisan and you guys won the championship in Slovenia. It was like, I was, I was 13 at the time. <laughs> and now I'm playing with him on my team. You feel me? Like, I'm looking at dudes like that. Like, they looking up to me like that. And I'm just like, man, am I really... Am I really that old? Am I really, you know, when you talk about basketball, yeah, like I've really been here a minute. Man, that's what's up, man. You you're OG over there now. That's what's up, man. I know you still got time left too, man. And um I know you got a I know you got a game later on, man. You gotta get that pregame nap in, man. But nah, I, I definitely appreciate you coming on, man, for real. Um, man, definitely the best of luck to you the rest of the season, man. And you know, to you and your family, man. I know, I know you want them out there with you, bro. I know what it's like not to right. the family and the kids, man. You know, while you're overseas, man, just missing them, and then you gotta go hoop, man. It's just like I said, a lot yeah. of people don't understand what you go through, especially you know, with a family. Yeah, man. Yeah. They don't understand the struggle when it comes to that part, man. That that's another part. You feel me? It's yeah. just a life outside of basketball. You know, when you come home, you come home to an empty house. You used to have your kids running around. You used to that's that kind of what make your day better. Whether you win a game, right. lose a game, whatever. You come home, you see your kids, you see your family. It's just Nigga, ain't nothing against that. You know, ain't nothing bigger yeah. than that. Yeah, nah, I appreciate you having me on here, Trav, for real. Love you, brother, for real. This is a good opportunity. I'm glad I could, you know, come and get some knowledge or whatever. You know, hopefully somebody can take this and, and learn from it and, you know, better themselves, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. A lot of people, a lot of people, man, especially Merlin fans, man, they always want to know what the, their former players, man, the guys that they love, man, what they up to now, man. So, like I said, man, I definitely appreciate you coming on. Go Chirpers with Travis Garrison on Field of 68 Networks. You, you can uh, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You know, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, James, get, get all get all your European friends and fans. To, to, to I got you, man. man. <laughs> I got you. I definitely put it on. I definitely put it on blast. So everybody can tap in, yo, and definitely show some love for sure, man. I, I, I'm proud of what you're doing too, man. You're definitely somebody I've looked up to my whole life. You know, since I was a youngin' for real. And so you really paved the way for me to be able to do what I'm doing. Like that's all everything I love, man. So I really appreciate that. I appreciate you, bro, man. Keep doing your thing, man. Keep living, man. I'm watching a lot of people back home proud, man, and watching too, man. So keep doing right. your thing, bro. And good luck tonight, man. You know, um, and good luck the rest of the season too. Thank you.
All right, brother, you take it easy, man. Stay safe, tell the family, say hello. We'll do, man. You do the same, bro.